Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. Okay, good morning. And uh, so it's great to be here again and very graciously the other elders have given me the opportunity to speak again on prayer and so I want to pick up from last week I kind of got my introduction out and so I want to just unfold that and unpack that a little bit more so let's jump straight in because I haven't got a lot of time and I've got a lot to say um, and some will say well you've always got a lot to say Phil so that's probably true um, so okay can we go to um, Colossians 1 verse 3 and I'm just going to read the verse first few words of that And Paul says this, we always pray for you. Go to verse 9. And it says, so we have not stopped praying for you since we heard about you. And then we go to Colossians uh, chapter 4 verse 2. And Paul says this, about prayer. says, continue steadfastly in prayer. Be watchful in it with thanksgiving. So, Here's some encouragements from Paul. He's actually encouraging the Colossians to do exactly what he does, and that is, we have not stopped praying for you. And we've had this week of prayer this week, and I hope you've got involved, even if you haven't made it to some of our prayer meetings because of the times that we had them. I hope that you've all got engaged with praying this week. We're invited in. It's our privilege as the people of God that we can talk to him. And I want to encourage you to be those who make the most of that, who know what it is to make the most of the time to spend with God, to spend with our loving Heavenly Father, to spend with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the three in one, just spend time, because actually it's something precious about those moments when we pray and we spend time with God. So let's just unpack some of those things, though, where particularly verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 2, and it says, continue steadfastly in prayer and I just want to say that actually God wants us to be those that cultivate a lifestyle of prayer and that's what I called this talk last week and this week is actually having a lifestyle of prayer to cultivate it to spend time not to be those that uh, it's hit and miss when we've got a problem when we've got an issue when something comes up we suddenly go to God but then other times we almost ignore God we ignore prayer we ignore spending time and I want to be those encouraged work because Paul encourages us here to continue steadfastly continue then continue praying and sometimes you can pray for things for a long time before you get the answer and I think some of the problems that we have is that we can so easily give up praying we so easily we start praying for something and then we kind of lose heart because we didn't get the answer quick enough and we don't continue in praying and yet there's other things maybe we do depends how foremost they are in our mind in our own life our circumstance our situation if it's something that's right before you maybe you've got a a long-term ongoing sickness and it's always before you then probably it's probably forefront of your mind to keep praying but maybe when you're praying that for others because you don't see them that often maybe you don't but I want to encourage us to be those that continue in prayer to be those that pray that develop a habit of prayer in our life that we pray wherever we go 
We pray at every opportunity. Now, I take those opportunities that when I'm walking, I take those opportunities when I'm driving in the car. Um, you know, the Bible talks about finding your prayer room going, shut the door and praying in private. Well, my private closet very often is my car. That's where I pray. I'm on my own. I don't have the radio on. Maybe put a worship song on, but that's where I pray. I get time in the car. I'm doing a lot of driving these days with lockdown. Not going very far, but if I, I'm at work and I go to one of the offices I have, uh, I've got a 40-minute, 35, 40-minute drive. I spend that time just with God in the car, praying. I want to encourage you, develop a lifestyle of prayer. Secondly, we said to pray steadfastly unwavering. Sometimes we can pray one thing and we flit and we pray another way or we, we haven't got the answer so we'll think, well, I'll pray a different way to that and we can waver around it in our prayer. But actually we're encouraged to be steadfast. Let's pray through till we see the answer. Might not be the answer we want, may not be the answer we were praying for, but pray till we get an answer from God. I love this, Mark Driscoll says we get, God's got three answers. Yes, no and later. And we can see all that in Scripture. Sometimes it says yes, straight away, and people are healed, maybe, instantly. Or if you read through the stories of the Old Testament, they pray to God and he answers. And he answers very specifically. And, and his yes is yes with lots of other information. So it may be that it's not just about a yes answer, yes, I'll do that. No, he'll, we'll do it. He'll go and do it as well with more besides. Sometimes it's just a clear no. And God says, no, I'm not doing that. And then sometimes it's later and you think of the story of Lazarus. And they urged him to go and pray for Lazarus because he was dying. But Jesus said later. And he went later and Lazarus had died. But Jesus rose him from the dead. He didn't heal his sickness, but he did raise him from the dead. And he just said later. So we need to be clear sometimes. Ask God, what is the answer? Just ask him directly. Is it a yes, is it a no, or is it later? Because it may be one of those things. But I want to encourage us to keep going in prayer. Life is busy, very often. And we can get sidetracked and we can feel, we don't feel like prayer. How often do you just don't feel like praying? And it's so easy to just put that aside and not pray. Just to get on with other stuff. Maybe it's, well, this morning I'm going to get up, I'm going to read the paper, I'm going to put, turn the news on. I'm going to get my breakfast, I'm not going to just spend time with Jesus. And then before you know it, it's, it's to work or it's next thing's on and you've just missed an opportunity of just spending time with Jesus. So I want to encourage you to be developing a lifestyle of prayer and to do it with a sense of steadfastness. Hold fast to it. Keep developing it. I, I had a period of time, for a year, I... I prayed and fasted for three days on average a week. And I did it for a whole year. And I even did it when I was on holiday. I did not step back from it. I did not think, I'm on holiday, I'm having a holiday from praying and fasting. No, I still did it when I was on holiday. Because I knew it was the right thing to do at that time. And there was a grace to do it. I have to say, there was a grace to pray and fast. But God knew and God answered my prayer in that time. And God used that time for my good. And it was the right thing. So I want to encourage us to be those that don't take prayer holidays. Let's not have a break from God, a break from talking to God. If you had a break from talking to your wife or your partner uh, for a long period of time, then the relationship begins to break down. 
And it's so, too, it's important we just keep that relationship with our loving Heavenly Father by having those conversations, by talking to him, by praying to him. Thirdly, Paul says, be watchful. It's this sense of being awake and alert, alert to what the Holy Spirit's saying, alert to what the Holy Spirit's doing, alert even to warnings that he might give us or direction he might bring to our lives. And encourage us, and even to be lifting our eyes and looking to Jesus and not looking at our situation, not looking at ourselves, but being alert is having our eyes fixed on Jesus. Looking to him, he's got the answers, he's got the direction, he'll lead us. You see, we can so easily slip into spiritual dozing. We can become lethargic in our praying, lethargic in our Christian walk, lethargic in actually encountering God. We can become apathetic and passive so easily, and particularly when things are okay and we don't have any particular need before us, we can so easily get into that passive mode and lethargic towards God and towards prayer. And I want to encourage us to be those that actually press in and not look that way, not be that way, but be alert in prayer. Not lethargic, but alert to God, alert in prayer and coming before God. And I want to say develop habits that do that. Dave has a prayer dog, he calls it. And he goes for a walk with the dog. You've got to find what it is for you that stops you and helps you from being lethargic. You've got to find the way for that. And for me, it is walking. I can't sit down or get down on my knees in a room and pray for very long. Because I get distracted, I just do. Start thinking about other stuff. Start thinking about the next job I've got to do, or work, or something comes in my mind I've got to do. But actually, when I'm out walking... Somehow it just, it just enables me to connect with God. And so very often at lunchtime at work, I, I go for a walk and just pray in my lunchtime. So often they say in the car, find what works for you where you can just spend time with Jesus. Just talking to him. It doesn't have to be something special or um, come up with some amazing prayers. Just tell him how you feel. Tell him what's on your heart. Tell him what's on your mind. Talk to him about your life about the things that concern you, about the things you care about, because he cares about you. I want to encourage you, develop, find ways in which you can develop. Because sitting in a cosy armchair, I guarantee you'll probably even just fall asleep. Don't pray last thing at night. It gets you to sleep, but it doesn't do a lot for your prayer life. It's like reading your Bible last thing at night. Put you to sleep. But you don't learn anything, you don't take anything in. I want to encourage you, just choose your moments. When is the moment? I know maybe for Marion, who's probably more alive at night than she's in the morning, she comes to Friday prayer meeting at 8 o'clock and she's still waking up when she joins us. But you get her on later in the day and she's full of life because it's just how she is. What works for you is what I would say. Find what is best for you, what works for you in developing your lifestyle of prayer. And fourthly, let's do it with thankfulness. Let's come before God with thankfulness. Yeah, we may not have all the answers yet. Maybe the things we've prayed for a long time, there's things I've prayed through for years that I've not yet seen the answer to. But I want to encourage us to be those who actually keep pressing in 
and we don't give up. But come with thankfulness, even though we haven't seen the answer, even though we haven't got what we came for yet, or the answer to that. And, and just because we haven't got the answer doesn't mean say God's saying no. Because he hasn't responded. It doesn't mean necessarily no. If God says no, you'll know it's no. But actually it's just that he wants us to press in. And I think this, that actually there's things God wants us as a church to press in for. There's lots prophetically before us as a church. God has promised us so much. And even the things that we've prayed this week, we've reminded ourselves in the prayer meetings of some of the prophetic things that God's spoken over the church. The prophetic is the word of God to us, specifically as a church. And God's spoken many things. And we began to pray those back to God, saying, well, you've said this, God, so we're going to pray you and ask, pray to you and ask you for it. And there's times which is right to do that and to press in and some of you have been bound up by not seeing things. You've, you've lost your fervour in prayer because you haven't yet seen it. And so you've just given up. And you've stopped and you've held back. And I just feel like God's saying, no, come on. Come and ask me again. And Terry Virgo, the other way I was listening to Terry Virgo at our Catalyst Leaders Day. And he was just sharing the story of how they were going for their building in Brighton at the time. And they were going for three offerings a year three gift days a year, and they just pressed into God, and they felt God really problem. So they were going for £100,000 for each of the offerings. And for the first two, they got it easy, job done. They had a gift day, £100,000 came in. And they got to the third one, and they had 85000 And they just said, well, that's good, that's great. We've got 85000 Yeah, we didn't quite make the hundred, but we've got the eighty-five. That's just amazing, that's great. So they gave thanks for that. And then he just felt God say to his spirit, but... Did you not want 100,000? Is that enough? So you need to come to me and ask me for the rest. You need to press it in again to get the rest of it. And they did, and God gave it to them. And, and there's times when we, 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 can be, we can settle for less than God's best for us. We can settle for less than what we were praying for. We can settle for something short of the goal. And God wants us to press it in. And even with salvation, we pray for Alpha, as we pray for salvation, we've seen probably more saved in the last 12 months than we've seen in the last four or five years. And we could so easily settle at that place and say, well, that's just amazing, that's the best we've done in years, let's settle for that. No, let's press in for more. God's on a roll. Let's us be on a roll in our praying. Let's press in and ask God for more. And even yesterday morning as we prayed, and we prayed for uh, youth and children, just both myself and Neil, we shared, and we, we felt this sense of God wants to see whole families saved. And God's promised that, and he said actually he will come and save whole families through the children. So press in for that, press in for children and young people to be saved that bring whole families in. Good place to pray. So we're praying for that. We're pressing in for those kind of things that actually God would do what he's promised us and we press in for that. And we've heard God, so we don't just settle and say, well, we've seen some people say, so let's just settle there. No, God's spoken. And it seems to me that the food bank is opening the door to many of these situations being opened. And we need to pray again and keep praying into our social action and our food bank. So I want to encourage us to keep pressing in, keep going, keep going for God. Let's not become 
lethargic in our prayer. Let's be a praying people, a praying church. Pressing. So that's why we're going for another prayer meeting. It feels like even this week we kind of feel like the momentum built up through the week of prayer. And we don't want to lose something of that. So I'd encourage you, if you can get on a Sunday morning, 9.15 to 9.45, before our live broadcast, come and pray with us. If you can get up, uh, you're available from 8 till 9 on a Friday, come and pray with us. Let's press into God for what he's got for us. Thursday night, 7.30 till 8.30, come and pray with us. We're going to pray for the nations we're involved in. Let's see what God will do in answer to our prayers as we press in. I want to encourage us to do that. And then lastly, as I finish, I want to just read Paul's prayer for the Colossian church. And even while I read this, and I'm reading this out, I want you, I want to encourage you to just, Paul picks out certain things that he's praying for the church. There's a whole list of them here in this passage of uh, Colossians 9 to 14, there's a, Colossians 1, 9 to 14, there's a number of things he's praying. And as I, as I read this out, and as we just do this, I want to encourage you to put on, just on Facebook chat now, just put the thing you would pray for for Church in the Peak. Put your prayer for the church on there, even now as I read, read this. So let's just look at that. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will. That's a good thing to pray for Church in the Peak. And to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Yes, please, God, give us that. Then the way you live will always honour and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so that you will have all endurance and patience you need. Let's have some of that, please, God. Give us some of that, Lord. Give us the power of the Holy Spirit. Give us power that we might endure and be patient. He also prays that we may be filled with joy. Let's be a joy-filled church in all that God's doing, all that he's given us to do, the plans and purposes he has for you, let him, let, him, let him fill us with joy again. Pray that we may be filled with joy. Always thanking the Father. Being a thankful people. And we did that last week. It was great to see so many of you thanking God online last week. And so good to see that. And I want to encourage you, keep doing it. Let's keep thanking God together. And then he goes on to say this. Just this great declaration. Why should we pray for these things? He has enabled us to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Is that not enough to pray? Does that not spur you on to press into God for more? Does that not stir your heart to come to him? Because he's already won our hearts. And if you don't know Jesus, you're tuning in, you don't know Jesus. He wants your heart. And he wants you to know the joy. He wants you to know patience and endurance. He wants you to know the power of the Holy Spirit in your life to conquer sin and to live right before God. So my time's up. I'm just going to pray. And I've got a few things. I just felt God would say that he wants to release some people into fresh encounters in prayer. Your prayer life has become dull and boring. 
and actually you've given up on it. You might do it because you have to, or you feel you ought to. God wants to bring some fresh life to your prayer times. God wants to encounter you in prayer. And I just want to pray for you this morning. Come Holy Spirit, right now. If you know that's you, I just want to ask you to hold out your hands before God. If you know you just need a fresh experience of encountering Jesus in prayer. Just fresh life into your prayer life. Because it's dull, it's stale, it's boring. You've become lethargic, you've become passive, you've become apathetic in prayer. I want you to repent of that. Just acknowledge to God, I'm sorry, I've just not, my prayer life has just gone down the pan. Please help me, restore, help me to restore my prayer life, my relationship with you, my conversations with you, God. Just repent of that now. Turn back to God. I'm going to pray for you right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to pray for everyone whose prayer life has just become a chore. Boring, uninspired, dry. Lord, I pray right now, would you meet them by your Holy Spirit? Would you pour in fresh Holy Spirit? Would you come, Holy Spirit, and ignite them again in prayer? Lord, I want to pray that people will find again the joy of drawing near to you and, and speaking and sharing and praying and, and encountering you in prayer again, Lord. God, I want to pray you remove every bit of dryness, every bit of duty from it, Lord. I thank you, God. It is our privilege that we can approach the throne of grace with confidence and seek you and pray and ask of you. You say to you that you come and ask. In Luke you say, come and ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Lord, so I pray for joy-filled praying for every one of us, Lord. As a church, Lord, I pray you'll help us to, Lord, be a house of prayer. As you've said, Lord, you prayed that prayer, Lord, that my house will be a house of prayer. And I want to pray that for Church in the Peak to be a house of prayer. Lord, that uh, fulfills the purpose and the plans of God. Lord, I pray, come to us right now and meet with us. Lord, I want to pray. And I, just for some people who, you don't even know if God's there. It feels like the heavens are like brass. Your prayers hit the ceiling, come back down. It, does God even exist anymore? Is he anywhere near me? Does he want to know? I just, I, I just feel like God is saying, I'm inviting you in to fresh encounter with me. I'm inviting you into fresh conversation. I'm inviting you in to this privilege that I've given you to come and speak with me. And for me to speak to you, I want to invite you in again. And I want to remove every obstacle that you've put in the way. You've, some of you, you've built up obstacles in your mind. You've listened to lies of the enemy. You've You've not got what you wanted, so you're, you, you're almost, you've, you're angry with God. And God says, I can deal with all of that stuff if you just come and say yes to me. And I want to encourage you to do that today, because he wants you to be free to approach him and receive from him. He wants to hear your prayers, he wants to know your heart, he wants to know what's on your mind, even though he already knows it, he wants to hear it from your mouth. And he's inviting you in today. So we thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm done.
Thank you, Phil. Great word of encouragement for us to continue to pray. Excuse me. And I just felt, um, as Phil was speaking, that there are prayers that we have started for people. So you may have named someone that you want to become a Christian. And as time has gone on, you've stopped praying for those people. And I would encourage you to write those prayers out again, like my mum wrote that prayer out for Adele, and pray that every day. You know, when I was younger, I went away from God for about six years and was doing my own thing and didn't want anything to do with church or God or anything. And uh, I finally came back through a whole route of things happening. And when I went into the church, an older couple came up to me, Jack and Molly, and they said, we are so pleased to see you here. We have prayed for you every day you have been away. And I knew they were praying for me. They were an older couple. I knew that was the truth. They weren't trying to boast about it. They were just full of joy that I'd come back to God. And those faithful prayers are answered. So if you've given up on someone, if you've stopped praying, write that prayer out, renew your prayers. Let's see people saved that we've maybe stopped praying for. God wants us to come back to him and just bring those prayers to him in faith that we will see salvation. So we're just going to finish with a song now and uh, just bless you this week. Pray for all of you that God is with you, that he brings you whatever you need this week. Pray blessing on every family that is joined with us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen.